0: If you were here last week, you remember that we were introduced to Justin's interns who have spent the summer together in deep discipleship and community, and we heard the stories about what they've learned and how they were both encouraged and challenged, and how they hope God will continue to shape them and use them as they return to school in the fall. And for a church like ours, whose vision is to create a new normal for the next generation, It's always exciting to hear from young people who have a willingness to learn and grow and take hold of some new normals for their own lives as they approach adulthood. I was visiting with Dave Hind a few weeks ago when we were kind of talking about what appears to be something of an unexpected new normal that's emerging among young people in the Wellspring community. We've noticed that not only do high school and college age students come in for worship and to be a part of community, but they also go out and just give away what God and others have poured into them. And this summer especially, we found ourselves looking around a lot and asking, so who's, who's gone now? Where, on what mission trip? What are they doing? Where are they going? I mean, it's like really amazing to sit around and count up how many young people have spent their summer going and serving others. And the thing about all these summer mission experiences that I personally think is very cool is that it's not like our church or somebody just organized like one big mission trip and everybody just signed up and went on it. But these young people just sort of independently went looking for opportunities to work and serve and share the gospel just because that's the kind of servants they're becoming on their journey with Christ. And my friends, that is a great victory a great victory for our whole church community to claim. And those stories are worth celebrating. So that's what our time of worship is about today, celebrating what God's been up to in the lives of young people who are living out their faith and taking risks and stepping into the unknown and serving others in the name of Jesus. Now, most of these short-term missionaries are back home now with a story to tell. They've been all over the country and all over the world, Several of them have spent a month serving at Young Life camps. And we'll show a short video here in a minute in which some of those kids are going to tell about their experiences at those Young Life camps. And so I kind of want to set up a little bit of a a backdrop to those stories. Young Life, as most of you know, is a youth ministry that desires to give every kid, regardless of their background or their church affiliation or non-affiliation, an opportunity to hear the gospel from someone who cares about them. Young Life spends time equipping and training their leaders to build relationships with high school and middle school students so that they can clearly explain the gospel. And one of Young Life's greatest tools in sharing the gospel is taking teenagers on a great adventure to Young Life camp where they have an opportunity to hear the gospel in a way that makes sense to them and is in a setting that's free from some of the regular distractions of life. Young Life and Wildlife Camps are very special places where kids can experience what most of them would call the best week of their lives. And to help make Young Life and Wildlife Camps an amazing place, high school and college students volunteer to serve the campers. High school students will volunteer doing dishes, serving meals, setting tables, doing laundry, cleaning bathrooms, doing landscaping, and they'll typically work about 65 to 70 hours a week for three to four weeks straight. Their team is called the work crew, and they get together not only to work, but to worship, study the Bible, and share life with one another. The college students that serve have a similar experience, except that they operate and supervise some of the adventure activities, and they also work in the camp office, they run the camp store, and they prepare meals for the campers. And Young Life really depends on these high school and college students to make this a very memorable week for every kid that goes. These students make a commitment to community of believers and active service for a month, and they work really hard, I'm like really. They work really, really hard with like no phones or anything and very few breaks. And so we're going to get to hear from a few recent high school grads who've had this experience working really, really hard on this video. Um, For the record, um, those young people you saw on the video were not all of the young people who went. They were the ones that we were able to gather together. So for those of you who are not on the video, thank you also for spending your summer in a meaningful way. Um, So anyway, there were more than what you saw there. Um, One of the guys on the video you saw was Kyle Fox. And he told us that he went to Ethiopia, and that's actually his second trip to Ethiopia that's been more than a year in the making. And so I've asked him to just kind of like rewind his story a little bit and tell us how he got to where he is today and doing what he's doing. So come on up.
1: Um, First of all, I would just like to thank Sam Starr, uh, the man behind the video where's Sam Sam, you out there? You could just stand up, please, just give him a round of applause. just had to take that opportunity to embarrass him. Um, yeah, so like stacy said i 'm um, Kyle Fox, um, and um, so i 'm just going to share a little bit about myself um, and how I got to where I am today. There's a lot of people out there. Um, <laughs> but, um, see, so yeah, I, I grew up um, here in St. Joe and, um, with an awesome family and um, and grew up here in Wellspring. And i had been a Christian most of my life, um, but didn't really live like it and um, until about my junior year. And that's kind of when I started becoming a follower. You know, sometimes you have to that's going difference between a Christian and a follower in America, um, but so me, um, Max Starr, Cade Coffee, Sam Starr, um, we all kind of came together, um, and that's when I started having that community, and we decided together that we wanted to um, start following God and uh, taking it seriously, um, and so... Um, That was junior year. Um, Senior year, me, Max Starr, and Sam Starr got the opportunity to go to Ethiopia um, over spring break. And um, so we went um, went to Ethiopia through an organization called Children's Hope Chest. Um, Basically, it's an organization here in America that sponsors um, kids in Ethiopia through their schools. Um, So families here in America sponsor those kids. Um, provide their um, uh, like clothing for school, uh, pay for them to go to school, um, give them like they'll send them care packages um, of little gifts and stuff. Um, and so on our trip, we went to these schools, delivered care packages um, to all these kids, and um, just got to play with them for um, a couple days and um, read, read letters from their families here in America to them. And, um, it was just an awesome experience. And, um, you know, it's, sometimes I don't like talking about these trips because I, I can't put it into words, um, like what it meant to me. And, um, you know, I'm reading a book by David Platt and he was talking about, um, just all the statistics you see about, um, people in Africa, you know, the hungry people, people who don't have food, water, all that stuff. And, um, and it's easy when you don't, when you haven't been there, to just, you know, kind of brush those brush those away. And, you know, oh, well, don't have to worry about that. We're, we're safe and comfortable here in America. Um, we can kind of just ignore it. Um, but when you actually go there, and it just gives you a complete different perspective on it and when you actually see those kids and um they just change your change your life um and so um I remember one day and while we were there we um we brought we brought just we brought a whole bunch of bread to the school we were at for the kids to have with their lunch and um and we give them we hand out these hundreds of pieces of bread to all these kids and and uh and then they they all run up to us, and are like trying to give us like pieces of their bread and stuff. And we're like, we're like, no, you know, like this for you. We don't we don't need it. You know, you guys keep it. And these people who don't have much at all are just trying to give to us. And um, and so that was one of the big things um, that really moved me. And then just kind of another example of that was um, we got to go into uh, Korah in in the capital of Ethiopia. It's like the trash dump area. And um, so basically people are living in this trash dump, um, not knowing where the food's going to come from half the time. Um, So digging through the trash. um, A lot of them have had uh, leprosy and um, have come to this city to get treated for leprosy and mostly are cured, but people won't employ people who have, um, leprosy, so they were just out of a job for, you know, something they couldn't control, and, um, and so we, we visited a family that was living in there, and, um, and they walk us, welcome us into their house, um, they make us coffee, they're just, like, giving us stuff, and just being so, um, welcoming, and, and the lady, um, we, uh, we gave her some bread for some food for her family. Um, she and her husband had both had leprosy, and her, her husband um, was a beggar on the streets. Um, he had lost a leg, so he's had a cane, had a, was a beggar on the streets. That's where their income came from. Um, and then she had to stay home, um, take care of the kids, and, um, and try and provide for the family. Um, so, um, we brought her some bread. We paid for her, like, rent um, for the month for her home. And um, and then, so she's just, like, overwhelmed and telling us how thankful she is and just telling us how, like, telling us other stories about how she always prays for, for food. And and um, just, she never knows where it's going to come from, but God always provides for her. Um, and so... And that was just humbling to hear um, over here because we never have to worry about any of that. We never have to, we're never forced to have faith like that in God. Um, so it was just awesome to, um, to hear from them um, and just like real people, real situations sitting in their homes. Um, so it was pretty life-changing for me. And so when I came back from that trip... Um, I was planning on going to Northwest um, University and play football and do major in elementary education probably, and, um, and then after this trip, I was, um, I really thought that maybe I would want to go into missions or um, do something in another country, and, um, and so I, I started looking at some Christian colleges because I figured that... Um, Those would put me in a better, prepare me better for missions or something like that than um, Northwest or somewhere like that would. So um, I found uh, Wheaton College, which is where I go now. Um, It's by Chicago. And um, so I found this and emailed some football coaches, and and, uh, it was way late in the process, like May or something. So they don't even accept people anymore. But they had one more person on their football team. Or one more spot, and so I was like, okay. So we went up for a visit, and um, I didn't even. It wasn't like everything just looked perfect, and I was like, yes, this is where God wants me. You know, like I never felt that. Um, I didn't know if I should go there. I don't know. I didn't want to leave home. I wanted to stay close to um, to here, um, and I would be able to do that with Northwest, and and. But then I sent it up, and I was like, you know, I don't, you know, like, I wanted God to just tell me, you know, like, what, what to do. But, but he didn't, so, um, <laughs> so I just had to do something. And so I ended up just going up there, and um, it's, um, it's been good. Um, I, I mean, it was hard, honestly, being away from, from uh, Wellspring, being away from family and just um, the community here. Um, you know, I found that, you know, I, like, I kind of struggled this year with just, like, growing in relationship with God, um, like, going to a Christian school, it's, like, um, you know, like, it's awesome, but then, like, at the same time, you get, like, like, you have classes about the Bible, you have stuff like this, so it's, like, oh, no, like, it's schoolwork, like, and it's hard to, like, you know, like, not look at it as schoolwork, but, um, so sometimes it can be hard to like, you know, feel like people are forcing you and I don't like want to be forced, you know. And and so, and so honestly, like that was hard and I um, struggled to grow um, this year, or last year and stuff. Um, but at Wheaton, I found, a, I got the opportunity to take a class. Um, I saw a sign around campus that said, you know, like Ethiopia, some class and I was like, sick, like, I'm going to go check this out, so, so I go to this, and end up, you had to get accepted in this class, and end up getting into it, and, and so we studied, um, I kind of talked about this on the video, but we studied um, the culture, and um, just looked at the society, and the history of Christianity in Ethiopia, and uh, we studied that as a class for the semester, and then right when we got out of school, we went on a um, Two week trip to Ethiopia, and um, while we were there, um, we just got to um, travel around the country, see things we studied. Um, we got to meet with uh, business leaders, um, professors from universities there, um, people running different ministries. Um, we met with a whole bunch. We met with the patriarch of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church. Uh, we met with, like, a whole bunch of people there, and um, basically, it wasn't a missions trip, it was just learning from people um, over there, which was really cool, just being immersed in their culture, eating their food, and, um, and, you know, a lot of the time, it's like, as Americans, we just, like, go to these other countries and just try and fix everything, and, you know, what can we do, how can we make this better, how can we bring our society into theirs, you know, and... And a lot of that stuff does more hurt than it does good. So it was really cool to, um, to go there and just like just be learning from people, not trying to take our stuff to them, but just learning from them and their experiences and their lives. Um, so it was really cool. And then I got to stay another week after the class with some friends in Ethiopia that I'd met the year before. Um, so just building relationships, spending time with those guys, um, was awesome. And um, and then coming back here, um, it's been an awesome summer. Um, just been spending a lot of time with family and um, with kids, all these kids at the guest house. And um, and these guys have been a lot of fun for me this summer. And um, and so. Yeah, that's just kind of a little bit about my story, um, and where I'm at, um, and then in a week I'm going back up to school for, um, fall camp. Um, that's a little bit about me, um, I kind of want to transition and talk about, um, just Wellspring and what it's meant to me, because, um, like, being gone last year, um, one of the biggest things was just like being away from, from Wellspring and having this this community here. Um it's like it's like nothing else. Um and just all the people here and um I just wrote down some things that like I've just observed and seen um through our church. Um so I see young life leaders all over um pouring in the kids making disciples, I see many other people who aren't involved in Young Life, um, mentoring kids, making disciples, um, I see multiple families with their houses open all the time, and, uh, for, like, any time I'm at a house, there's, like, someone from the church there swimming or, you know, doing whatever, just hanging out, um, so it's been awesome to see all that, um. I see, um, the guest house and, uh, Sam living in there and, um, sacrificing all of her time even though she's, um, in grad school right now, um, working, spending time with kids and I see a whole bunch of families helping out with that financially, giving food, spending time with kids, um, in the neighborhood, um. I mean, I got back from Ethiopia and just kind of what they, this day's about, you know, all the people have been going and doing stuff. I get back and I'm like, I'm like so-and-so's here, so-and-so's there. I'm like, like Whoa, this is sick. Like, I don't even know where these people are and they're like just all spread out. I didn't know all these people were gone. But, so everyone's just kind of out like serving, doing different things. And so it's just been super encouraging to me um, in that way. And, uh, Stacy kind of said it earlier. Um, she just she kind of said that you know we have people coming in here, um, kids, um, young adults, you know whatever, but we also have so many people going out. And um, and in that book I'm reading too, it was kind of talking about that, about how you know sometimes in America our churches are judged on you know how big they are and how many people are coming in and how many. T V screens they have and, and all that and um and that's not, you know, what the gospel is about and we we just have so many people going out and it's just really um encouraging to see. Um so yeah, that's just a little bit what Wellspring has meant to me and it's just it's had a huge impact and um I'm gonna miss it again this year. But um it's always good to come back and, and uh see everybody so That's just a little bit about me.
0: Thank you so much, Kyle. (laughs) What I love so much about Kyle's story is that when God broke into his circumstances and into his heart, he immediately responded and allowed the course of his life to be radically changed. He and these other folks who've been sharing today haven't simply just been showing up to church one hour a week and just waiting for their faith to somehow be strengthened so that they could go follow Jesus. But they followed first, and then their faith has been strengthened in the process. It reminds me of a short series of conversations that Jesus had with some people who might have followed him. And this is recorded in Luke chapter 9. Do we have that slide? As they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another man, Follow me. But the man replied, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. Jesus said to him, Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one who has put his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. And the point that Jesus is making in this short exchange with would-be disciples is that you're either all in with me or you're not really with me? Our young friends have great stories of leaving behind all that's comfortable and secure and manageable to take risks, believing that Jesus has power to do something radically different with their lives. And I don't know about you, but in my grown up life, full of responsibility, and children, and bills. I am so tempted to count the cost. But is that really following? We're going to wrap up our service with communion today. I'm going to put this very short quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer's Cost of Discipleship on the screen for us to read and reflect on and have a few minutes of silence. Then I'll pray for us, and the ushers will come forward to dismiss you by rows. You can come up and tear off a piece of the bread and dip it in the cup. And we also have a gluten-free option on the table. Their stories, I thank you that they've taken risks to follow you wherever you're leading. Lord, I just pray that that these stories would just be a breath of fresh air for all of us. God, that you would just um, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Fill us with an adventurous spirit and an obedient spirit. Lord, that we would follow you wherever you're leading. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.